Hi guys, and welcome back to the Go Coaching Podcast. So today I've got a guest on the show. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, and then we can get started from there. Yeah. So obviously, first off, thanks for having me on the Go Coaching Podcast. So my name is Josh Clark. For those that don't know, basically I am the owner of Links Fitness Trainer. And what I provide is full-time online coaching, full-time personal training. But the idea is we're moving from personal training to online coaching because that's essentially where my skill set is most in demand. So as a result, now during you know what I usually do is just train people online all over the world and help people get results. Love that. Love that. Have you found that you've moved the majority of your obviously one-to-ones now online, obviously with the current situation, were you doing many one-to-ones beforehand? Definitely. So, I mean, obviously with the gym that I worked at, it was more, um, because obviously I transferred from a gym to another gym. And with that process, I found it was far more suitable to just transfer my one-to-ones online because that was the goal anyway, to move to a full-time online coaching basis. This situation now was only just emphasised that. So now I'm pretty much full-time working online, which has been the dream since the start. Love it, love it. How long have you been within the fitness industry, PT? Around four years now. So yeah, about okay. four years. So a good yeah. amount, good amount of time. Awesome. Yeah. How how have you found that you sort of the way that you program clients? It always just interests me because I know looking back at some of the programs, sort of when I wrote for clients when I first started, it's completely different to how I would program now. Have you found that there's a big difference? Hundred percent. It's definitely a big correlation in the stuff that I'm learning and what I'm managing to ingest. So, when I initially started out, if you imagine, have you done your level three PT? Yeah, I did it years ago. Yeah. So you imagine, obviously, do your level two, you do your level three. My knowledge has always been a representation of those books. So when I first started out, it was just basic training systems, supersets, circuits, stuff like that. Whereas now, as I've invested into courses, invested into books and member sites. Now my training, my programming is obviously differentiated. So which it's leveled up as, I, as I've leveled up into the business. Yeah, definitely. And the, the thing with the PT qualification, I did mine about, I think it was two years ago. There's yeah. definitely not enough, not enough information in there at all. Definitely have to go away and invest in, in yourself. Yeah, the level three and the level two is merely the tip of the iceberg, mainly even one, 1%. You know, obviously I've, I've got my own podcast and, in terms of the qualities that make a good PT, it's not so much the qualifications that you have, it's more the mindset and the habits that you were able to be coachable and continue learning forwards and not just stop at that level three qualification because that is where the journey only just begins. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And touching upon the programming again, so obviously with the current situation with obviously gyms closing, there has to be that big transition between obviously programs orientated around gym, people having a lot of equipment, so now obviously having to orientate them around people having potentially resistance bands next to no equipment. How have you yeah. found that with clients? Um, not too bad if you consider the idea of individuality. So approach it like you would with any other normal online clients. So the first stage, whether it be gym, home gym, or I don't know, a desert or whatever you want to do. First stage is always asking for some sort of video tour or virtual tour of the equipment. So all it was going into the situation was I just asked for what kit you have available. And then from there, we're able to make the workout native to them. Because the idea is people is led to believe you can't make progress because you know you only have resistance bands. But if you identify the kit that you have and reverse engineer and make the program specific to the kit that you have, that is then when stuff can get interesting. You can actually make the results needed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think I think from one of the one of the main points that you have to put across is obviously you can still achieve a ton of results. Uh, you still have the potential for stimulus, but 
I, I think you need to make it apparent to the client that it isn't an optimal situation. Obviously, okay. training with bands, training with, not that there's anything against them, but you do miss out on a lot of the eccentric, you miss out on some of the movements. So I think making it aware and, and setting sort of the standard for the client is quite important at the start as well. That point was obviously definitely something I reiterated in the group as well. But I mean, with, with training, there's so many more benefits aside from physical. So big thing that I outlined was if you can't really create that mechanical tension or those drivers for hypertrophy, what we can focus on is just the mental benefits. So a lot of my clients, some of them are just training just to feel good. You know, I have not been training nowhere near. You know, I train for bodybuilding. I cannot create that environment at home. But what I can create is just training to feel good, training for that sense of accomplishment and still just doing something because something is better than nothing. Of course, of course. Do you, have you competed? Not yet, no. The idea was the first show was meant to be this year. But it's okay. a blessing in disguise because obviously I'm still a junior up until 24. So um, the idea now is just going to a heavier, heavier off-season once this all blows over and put on more size, which will increase my chances of winning. Yeah. What, what federation were you planning on doing? So it would have been PCA for the first show. Okay. Is so, that, um, so that's a non-tested one, isn't it, PCA? So obviously, without addressing the elephant in the room, that's the route we'd go down. Okay, okay, yeah, of course. The end goal is obviously the IFPB, so I want to get my pro card. Um, and sort of like, in terms of center of influence, bodybuilding will be the core infrastructure of my business and coaching and where I go from there. Yeah, of course, of course. And obviously, there's that's another point that's really obviously apparent with, with coaching clients is obviously setting that standard between coaching a general population client who obviously their their goals are completely different to a bodybuilding client so obviously from the perspective of someone who's a bodybuilding orientated client who's gone from potentially squatting 200 kilos squatting a, a large amount of weight in the gym to then now having to achieve that stimulus with a band it, yeah. it is going to be tough 100 and it sort of did knock me off my feet big time but that's when we start looking into mindset shifts affirmations and just generally focusing what you can control versus what you can't control i can't control how long i'll be in the situation for but I could control how I interpreted my actions, how I set up my day. And now we're sort of, you know, we're in the back end of this anyway. I'll probably say we're looking at a couple more weeks and we should be back in gyms. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and that mindset shift is obviously something that's really important and, and realising that it's not going to be forever, just like a diet. It's not going to be forever and realising that you can still achieve, obviously, some good results. And even if it's not a physical standpoint, a mindset standpoint, definitely. It's definitely, um, there's also a sense of responsibility, especially within the coaching and the PT industry. I found, you know, within followers, within your clients, generally, especially with a male client, you know, my, my niche is mainly muscle building. Found a lot of the clients will often, I'm not sure if it's the right term without sounding bigoted or big headed, but look up to you anyway. So the idea is your clients will look up to you. They need that guidance and reassurance that everything is going to be okay. So you need to set a good example. So that mindset shift was so important because when I boosted morale, it boosted my clients' morale as well. Yeah, of course. You have to lead from the front. Yeah, 100%. Definitely, definitely. What, um, what, what would you say then is the biggest change that you'll make going back into gyms? Will you start up one-to-ones again or will you just keep fully online? Uh, or this is So what I've said to a lot of people around me is this has just been a simulation for what I hope to be doing right towards the back end of this year early next year so all it's been now is practicing my marketing strategies practicing improving new coaching systems and working on marketing strategies to like generate traffic on an online basis so now it's just going to be integrating that into a one-to-one pt basis that i can start using 
you know, leafleting, flyering, um, start working the gym floor a little, a little bit better, and then just transfer the PT clients more online and just establish myself as what I want to be, which is an online coach. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you find that, so what I've found as well with um, obviously setting up programs for clients training from home is yeah. a lot of people find that distinction between going from being at home and working, being at home and relaxing to having that distinction from going from that state of potentially a parasympathetic state where you're relaxed to yeah. then going into that sympathetic state where you're trying to train. Yeah. What are the what are the ways that you found that work quite well? I know that I personally found from clients is setting that structure, putting it in your calendar, creating a time and having that distinction between potentially having different places in your house, which you can associate with training. Literally just did a video on this for the, for the team group chat today. So when it comes to structure and stuff like that, like you said, we're used to having that distinction between gym and environment and even more so you've got that sort of like 10 to 20 minute commute to get to that gym, which is used for sort of mental clarity. You can get your pre-workout in, potentially even a meal in, whereas now we don't have that. So what I often introduced and for myself is the afternoon walk. So I wake up, I'll plan my day, I'll generally do the morning tasks and then from there I will have the afternoon walk, which is around 10 to 20 minutes. That's designed to replicate that walk or that commute to the gym. You can then go back into your house environment with potentially the pre-workouts or the addition of stimulants in and you can approach that workout with some sort of like normality as you would with a normal session and that little afternoon walk has been so beneficial for training yeah and even from a mindset perspective as well yeah definitely beneficial it's it is always hard because you, you're going from sat there working at your laptop for most people working from home to then trying to flick that switch and then try and lift some sort of heavy weight it is it is obviously pretty pretty tough and i found that music can be a big driver for definitely transitioning across yeah yeah and as well it's been a good sort of like um uh sort of it's been a good period to reduce on stims beforehand we was often we was doing a lot of sessions with heavy free workouts now it's been a good time to deload off stimulants and now at the back end of this I'm, as i'm starting to reintroduce stimulants and use of pre-workouts it's then had a better and more positive effect on on training and the focus that i can create yeah sensitivity to the nutrient uh, to the stimulus is obviously increased have you found that you've reduced your calories to potentially maintenance or what have you yeah. found? So, I mean, obviously judging by the recent physique updates that I did post on my account, it's the idea, it was more of an indirect thing. You know, the idea was to the end of this year, just grow like hell. But the idea with this current situation is I demand for energy is a lot less, you know, I'm not training. I'm not, I don't drive. So I'm walking to the gyms I'm walking to work and stuff like that. That demand for energy is a lot less because I'm basically in my house all day by that 20 minute walk. So obviously calories was pulled down to maintenance just indirectly. And what that's resulted in now is just a bit of a body recomp slash mini cup. So again, just another blessing in disguise, but it's not ideally what I wanted going into this because I wanted to keep pushing body weight up because I was in a position to do so. Of course. Do you find that obviously reducing your calories because you don't have that output, but then equally, do you find that reducing your calories because obviously you don't have training there from that standpoint of muscle retention? Do you yeah. find that there's sort of Obviously, there's quite a fine line between pulling them down so much that obviously you sacrifice a lot of the tissue because you don't have that same stimulus from training um, and that fine line between obviously sitting at maintenance. It's definitely shown a lot of change in terms of musculature and body comp as well. You know, with the addition of pulling calories back, it's not been a drastic pullback. It's just been a little sort of like dropping carbs here and there because essentially it's just like replicating rest days. So you would just reduce your carbs. Fats have gone up a little bit and protein stayed the same. 
And with that sort of like baseline protein amount, body comp has obviously improved as well. We're a lot more vascular. And obviously we've moving around a lot more. Um, you know, that 20-minute walk, training and stuff like that, CV output has been a lot more improved, which means going into gym, I'll be a lot more fitter for sessions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's a lot to be said for walking as well, especially in that pre-workout window. After you've yeah. had your pre-workout meal, digestion obviously will be a lot better, and especially going from having an improved digestion to training, obviously you're not having to need that huge amount of blood driving into the digestive system to digest food. So obviously yeah. then training pump potentially will even be better as well. Yeah, definitely. And as well, it means then that when you've once got that pre-workout meal in, you can then still work out the appetite and post-workout can still be nailed. So even though calories have been pulled back, we're still able to nail those sort of like pre-post-workout or overall peri-workout window for nutrition, which is still probably another reason why body comp is so good right now because those two meals have been nailed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So if um, there's an individual who potentially is watching this podcast who's um, struggling to find some sort of structure whilst training at home, they're not sure where to start, they're not sure what to do, what is the one key piece of advice you'd potentially say to them to help them reset up their, their training structure? Re reassess goals, just completely reassess goals. So if the goal was you know building muscle, reassess and readapt that goal to this situation because our goal should always be adaptable everything should always be adaptable when you can reassess that goal of muscle building and again make it native to your environment we can then start reverse engineering the process and finding this movement on that day creating a split that matches your home situation for example if you're muscle building and previously you followed the pull push leg split and you've lost that now and you don't have a clue what to do we can transition into an upper lower split where we'd introduce more volume, um, use of bands, we'd start working in higher rep ranges. So we can still achieve the same goal of muscle building. As we've reassessed it and readapted it, we can still now continue to make progress and therefore create structure. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's quite important to sort of reiterate their why, their purpose, make it a priority. Um, so obviously it's a, very, it's a time where it's very easy to sort of go off that bandwagon just to lose track of your goals, lose that consistency. So having that structure and obviously that's where coaching comes into play um, is a, a time where it's potentially even more important than normal. Yeah, definitely with the why as well. A lot of time, and again, this is not me demonising the fact that you know, on one hand, you've got people using this time to switch off to, you know, watch Netflix and generally just not go about their daily actions. Whereas on the other hand, you've got more productive people such as me and yourself, you know, trying new things, learning new skills, still addressing our why. The idea is we want to have little hurdles going back into the gyms. So if you are using this session with you know, no goals, no drive, not training, it's only going to mean a bigger hurdle. So getting that structure now is going to ensure that you are going to transition back into normal life a lot more positively. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's a position where obviously it's quite difficult when you come out of this lockdown period, looking back on this time and realising if you've actually made progress, the worst is it when you obviously come out of lockdown, you look back and you realise I just wasted the last yeah. eight weeks of time. So making sure obviously it's productive, making sure it's a priority and you can still work towards those goals. Yeah. And then obviously it boils down to something I just reposted today. You know, you can't, if you do come out of this situation, just having switched off and chilled, that is more than okay. That's perfectly fine. But you can't come out of the situation complaining for the work that you didn't do. If you didn't put the work in, you can't complain that you didn't get the results that you wanted. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I mean, I can totally understand some people wanting to switch off if they've had a completely busy mm -hmm. period of time. But then, like you said, exactly, you can't be complaining about the results you don't have potentially because you didn't put that work in. 
definitely. Um, and then that just, again, if you had your why assessed, if you had everything laid out from the start, invested in a coach, you would then have that structure and be able to create adherence during this lockdown and after this lockdown as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So awesome. I think we touched upon some pretty good points there for people to give them some structure um, with their nutrition. Where could people find, and their training, um, where could people find you um, if they want to sort of get in contact with you uh, from this podcast? So obviously, in terms of, I'm a big advocate for creating habits and being present everywhere. So literally we're talking Instagram, social media, um, YouTube, websites, which is just um, legacyfitnesstraining.com. We've got TikTok, we've got YouTube, we've got Twitter. So generally it's just Josh Clark PT across everything. And then the idea here is, you know, although I am an online coach, my DMs are open for any questions. So I will always respond with any topics that you guys do want to listen, whether it's muscle building, sleep, or just a general chat. I'm a very accessible person. Nice. I've been liking some of your TikToks. Yeah, they've been good. They've been good. I've, been, I've sort of slumped with content, but I'm filming a big batch of it today. So we're hopefully getting out some of them today. Nice. I'll be, I'll make sure to, to have a look at those. Yeah, of course. Of course. Awesome stuff. So I'll chuck your links um, in the description below for the podcast. Um, so I hope everyone enjoyed that podcast episode. I think we got some good points there for you guys. Um, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot either, either of us um, a message. Yeah, thanks for letting me on as well. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me.